0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now.
1: never FDIC. It is Wednesday, June 10th. Your Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Yesterday on the program, I basically put out the word that I wanted the columnist himself from the Herald-Dispatch, Chuck Landon, to be on the program, and we have succeeded the columnist himself From the Herald-Dispatch, Chuck Landon, my guest coming up here in about 10 minutes, so looking forward to talking to him. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in, as I said, later on as well. we got a lot to get into. I think probably the biggest news going on right now, this is breaking news. I first caught the alert on TMZ. NASCAR has banned Confederate flags at races and Bubba Wallace getting what he wants. This is what was released in a statement. The presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors, and our industry. This is what was released in a statement. Bringing people together around the love for racing and the community that it creates is what makes our fans and sports special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. So Bubba gets what he wants. It's not he was making an unreasonable demand, to be quite honest. He said, look, there's no place for that. Let's ban this. There's no place for that in the sport. And NASCAR agreed. Of course, Bubba Wallace is the only, and he has definitely shown what a league can do when you have an opportunity to, I guess, allow athletes to speak. I mean, he's the only black driver in NASCAR's highest level competition and he has been allowed the opportunity, he hasn't been condemned for it, to actually publicly speak. Unlike Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick takes a knee in the NFL and it becomes a completely different issue. Bubba, on the other hand, he's gonna have a car with Black Lives Matters on it, and he's gonna actually have a visible display of what he is trying to present as his message. And he's gotten a lot of support from NASCAR, from the drivers, crew, everyone involved in NASCAR right now has basically organically, I think, taken the charge here that, look, this matters to us as well. You know, We're going to listen. We're going to make sure that NASCAR is not a place where hate, where racism thrives. Instead, you know, we're going to be a welcoming sport. I think the NHL is trying its best. The NHL is probably going to stumble a little bit more. NFL has got some lessons to learn. The NFL trying to figure out what it needs to do. The NBA, of course, way better as far as handling these issues. Major League Baseball, they can't even figure out what they're doing right now as far as on the field of play. So yeah, I don't know what I'm going to hear from them. But NASCAR, again, officially banning the Confederate flag from all events, and that means right now. So that's going to be the big news course, throughout the sports cycle, a little closer to home, a little closer to home, and I mean down the street. We get the word today that the WVSSAC has announced that Huntington High, Cabell County Schools, and the city of Huntington will play host to the West Virginia High School State Wrestling Tournament for the future 2020-21 season through the 23-24 season. So, again, Huntington the hotbed for wrestling in the state of West Virginia, and it's going to be continued to be hosted at Mountain Health Arena. The tournament for 2021 will be held March 4th through the 6th. So Huntington, once again, the site of the state wrestling tournament. Never know, maybe some other tournaments will eventually find its way to Huntington, but the wrestling tournament has been a staple as far as I can remember. I don't even remember a time when there wasn't a wrestling tournament in Huntington. And I know there was a time before, but I just don't remember it. So we're hopefully going to have uh, Coach Archer on from Huntington High in the near future to talk a little bit more about that. We haven't talked to him in a while, so uh, I'm looking forward to maybe getting him on the program here in the next few days to talk about the tournament as well. So we get got coming up here in the next few minutes, Chuck Landon from the Herald Dispatch. He's going to join us on the program, and we're going to just talk all things Marshall Conference USA. It's almost like shooting fish in a barrel for him here over the last few weeks. Where some of us are trying to figure out, hey, what are we going to do on a daily basis? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to come up with? Chuck, a seasoned pro, a seasoned veteran, probably has a notebook full of things he hasn't even gotten to yet. And, of course, we're going to talk to him. I'm looking forward to it. We haven't talked to him on the show in a while. Of course, uh, Chuck, a guy I get to sit in here now and then at Marshall events, and it's always fun to talk to him. Uh, He definitely has uh, seen it all, he has covered it all, and his perspective is always great to have. Chuck Landon, my guest, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Wednesday, June 10th edition, The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm excited. I want to welcome to the program now, um, gentlemen, that uh, I, I first thing I do when I open up the, uh, the app to look at the newspaper, I go right to his column every time it's out. The columnist himself from the Herald-Dispatch, Chuck Landon, is with us on the program, and um, you know, some people are struggling for content. Not you, Chuck. You you probably have a notebook full of things <laughs> that you haven't even begun to go off on.
0: Well, for starters, I've trained you well, Paul. Well,
1: thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I appreciate it.
0: Uh, hey, yeah, you just have you you just have to be. Well, you got to think outside the box a little bit, and you have to be more creative, you know. Because and you have to do more research and write more about national issues. At times, you know, because a lot of times that's all you got. But you know, and you, you actually have to do a little bit more writing because there's no, there's hardly any quotes. So you have to actually do a little bit more writing at times. But I think it's it, it's actually been good because it's it's made me stretch my limits a little bit.
1: And that's saying something because you've done this for a long time. You you've seen <laughs> you've seen it all. I mean, I don't think you've ever seen a pandemic, but you've seen it all now, including a pandemic.
0: Yeah, well, with the latest information that's coming out, I'm not sure I've seen, still seen a pandemic, but that's another story. <laughs> so but, that, does that mean you're yeah. not a
1: COVID-19 reporter like everyone else at the newspaper is?
0: Uh, not only when I have to be.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a challenge because... We want sports back. We want to make sure everyone's safe and healthy. And and that's uh, in the forefront of our minds. But at the same time, uh, we want sports back because, at least in the college game, if we don't have sports in college athletics this fall, uh, we're kind of in trouble.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean,. You know, and high school kids, I don't know if high school football players are out there yet, but they might be. Because um, I was up at Huntington High yesterday to vote, and I saw some athletes out on the field. So I, I'm not sure if it's football or what. But you know, they're not far from coming have that high school kids come back. And um, it's what we need. We need. We just need normalcy, period, across the across the board. I mean... Just like I was saying, you know, your boss Mike Kurtner is is going to try to get the Pullman series concert series going again now. Which that's that's what we need. We need a return to normalcy in all the different phases of our lives. You know, uh, after the after two and a half months of, of absolutely being sheltered in place, basically, uh, and and sports sports is included in that in a big way. You know, now you know I don't know I don't know. How Okay, you can only have 25 percent of your stadium capacity, or 40 percent of your stadium capacity, you know, whichever it is. You know, I don't know how that's going to all
1: work out. I'm hoping if if it's going to be a shortened capacity, uh, and it's not our job to sell tickets, but I've, I've encouraged people if you want to make sure you're there, buy a season ticket. That, that's probably the closest you can get to a guarantee because. There might be a limit on this. I mean, we don't know what it's going to look like in well, the press you know, box. We don't know.
0: We don't know. I know, like, 25%. I did the math on 25% is the Joan, and it comes out about 50 people short of 10,000, okay? And the, prior, the seating is going to go to the, to the season ticket holders. They're going to get the priority. Now, there's been talk, Mike Hamrick, Marshall's athletic director, talks about you know, maybe being fifteen to 19,000. If you go to 19,000, you're almost at 50%. And Ohio State has talked about either twenty percent or maybe up to fifty percent. Well, you know, fifty percent in in Buckeye Stadium is still a little less than a hundred thousand. I mean, it's still a little less than fifty thousand because their capacity is like one hundred two thousand. So it's still going to be even fifty percent is going to be it's going to be half empty. It's just that's just the way it is. So I don't know. It's it's really hard to judge. You know, just like you know, where would it do with us in the press box? You know. You know what do they do with Mike Carter and his box that he's got? I mean, it, it, everything is, is different now. Everything's changed. I mean, you can't you can't put food out and have people come up and help themselves anymore. I mean, they've got to be served like cafeteria style. And it's it's just changed the dynamics in so many different ways. Like like imagine you know how we crowd on the elevators to go up in the press box. Yeah. Oh, that's not gonna be done anymore. I mean, there's a, all these different parameters that that we've never dealt with ever.
1: Chuck Lennon is my guest from the Herald-Dispatch, HD Media, and one thing that you've been covering consistently is the changing or the reaction or the overreaction maybe in your mind of what these leagues are doing, what schools are doing. And, um, of course, Conference USA has not been a – they've definitely been giving you gifts to deal with if you read your columns.
0: (laughs) That was a nice way of putting that, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Glad you agree.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I read that
0: and I'm going, oh thanks, now I've something to write about. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they have, and they haven't released all their stuff yet. I don't know why they're sitting on it, you know, but they are. Like their their meetings ended Monday, but they they're still not letting it out there. And the Virginia in Norfolk, Virginia, has written a story on it that I quoted in because you know he's getting straight stuff because Old Dominion's athletic directors would be like who was the chairman of this future planning committee that they put together to enact changes in Conference USA. And like one of the ones he put in was if the, if the school president's OK, which I'm sure they will, is you don't take fans to a visiting league game. Well, that's fair. You know, that's that's a fair economic move to save money. I get that. That's very fair. But along the same line, I I think it's fair as the, the rule that the Mid-American Congress put in, I think Conference USA needs to put it in as well. Is you don't take your your team and p- keep them in a hotel the night before a home game. I've I
1: mean, been that's absurd. I've been a fan of discontinuing that. I, I I will agree that if you're talking about trying to save money, if this is just pure economics, that's one place yeah. you can start. Just for a pure economic yeah. standpoint,
0: and that's what we're and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about ways ways to save money. Yeah, and, and that just jumps out as a as a good way to make save make save money because they're going up to Charleston staying in a hotel, taking three buses, three buses up, three buses back, staying in a hotel on Friday night, you know, with that traveling party. And that's just expense that, hey, they they never they never did that when Bobby Pruitt was coaching to win championships. So, you know, it, 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 so it's more of a recent thing. And, just, and it's just, it, it's a frill, but it's not necessary. It, it, and you can, that's what you, when you're in a situation like this, and you need to save money, you start cutting the frills. That's the first things to go.
1: One thing, conference. I got go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I one thing. I want to have you weigh in on Conference USA making women's beach volleyball a league sport.
1: I talked to Mitch Jacobs about this years ago, so I, I might have a little, <laughs> little, uh, little, little info on this. Maybe we uh, we talked okay. about this on the program. He said it'd be easy to do. You know, if you, if you had this the surface you need, it would be easier to do than. Uh, you think? Because you know, some of the student athletes could participate in both volleyball and beach volleyball, so it wouldn't necessarily just oh, be sure. yeah exclusive. So yeah, sure. it could be easier to pull off.
0: I don't think it's necessarily hard to pull off. You still gotta put a, You still gotta have a place to put it. Which, off the top of my head, I don't know where that place is.
1: Are you not you not comfortable with the sandy shores of the Ohio River?
0: Uh, no. You mean the muddy shores of us? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So, <laughs> lo- yeah. yeah. So, location's an issue here, but you know, we we could have a sand tr- a pit at the Henderson Center. Come on, Gullickson, just, we got I a just, place you know, for that.
0: I just don't know of any. I just don't know of any land, you know, around campus that where you
1: could you could put this
0: in. And I mean, the, the land is the concern. It's not that expensive to put in beach volleyball by any stretch of the imagination. And you're right about the, the athletes. Over coach, but still, if they're coaching two sports and playing two users you're going to have to give them more aid. You're going to have to give the coaches more pay. So it's still money. And now you you're adding the additional burden of travel expenses for a new sport, which that's kind of what bogs my mind that they're adding this in there because that's been the thing they've been harping on the most is cutting down on travel. Well, adding a new sport doesn't cut down on travel. It just makes it worse.
1: Unless we have a volleyball, beach volleyball doubleheader, same teams, that'd be the only way.
0: And <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. I'm sure that has lots of spectators. But so, here's the other problem. Yes, sir. Did you see when the season runs fall?
1: No, I actually no. You've got me there. When yeah, I'm not that familiar with it.
0: March, April, May. Okay, that's when the season. You know how chilly it is in March.
1: It's not warm
0: and How rainy it is in April and yeah.
1: May. I mean, yeah, it's it's um. If you're looking at Huntington <laughs> weather, yeah, that's that's not a Huntington weather sport during that time. No, not,
0: good luck, not at all. I saw this. I saw those for the three months. So I'm like, ah, uh, no, it that that doesn't much work. Now I don't know. I don't know what Moorhead, Kentucky does. I don't know what Moorhead State does because they have beach volleyball and they've got the same weather we've got. Basically,
1: I'm thinking a road trip so one day. Idea. We're making a road trip. So I, don't, we're, we're I gonna don't go have
0: and, any idea how they
1: go. Yeah, we're gonna research that. We're gonna road trip down there one day.
0: See, see <laughs> what right. that's about.
1: We need to do that. Where,
0: what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I'm taking the beach volleyball, roadie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> research for Colin working on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on, I you, like it. You, you you know you can I do like it too. It. You know you can do it too because you have oh, uh, yeah. you have the added no, advantage I'm... of writing for HD Media. So that means whatever strikes your fancy, off you go for the most part.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm all in.
1: Chuck Lennon is my guest the from the herald Dispatch.
0: Start, the season's already over.
1: <laughs> There's always next year. There's always next year. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: one thing that you have, um, you've been following well, and I like having just eight teams in the conference. And you might disagree. I know Danny disagrees with reading uh, your column. And you got the tournament down to eight. And then you were talking about, according to uh, what you're hearing, uh, after the contract's up at the Star. Thankfully, we can go to maybe a more central location or more of a destination. You mentioned Nashville, which I'm all on board with.
0: I think everybody is. You know, you know that was a big hit. I think everybody's on board with that Nashville. I mean, back in the day, uh, shoot, what was his name? Who was who was the former commissioner? I can see him in my head um, for Conference USA. You know, he tried to get Nashville, but the SEC beat him to it. And, and it just locked them up. Well, what's happening now is Congress USA, from what I understand, is getting smarter and they're going to, to move everything up a week, like the end of the regular season ends earlier, the Congress tournament is earlier, so that. Well, so that they could play the conference tournament the week before the SEC season, passed, which makes sense.
1: Better venue, destination for fans. I mean, the stars not a oh, destination. Yeah. I mean, it's it was novel. No. Sure, I'm all bored for trying something new. We tried it, didn't work. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we had to try it for four years in a row. We figured that out after the first two. I think we could have cut it, cut it shorter, but they didn't. Oh, but the good news is that it looks like it's not going to go back after after this year out there because just you know too many people complained about it and it's, and it's not fan friendly it's not media friendly it's not expense friendly you know it's not friendly
1: it did benefit it, one it, it, group it, though the travel party from conference USA headquarters so well, yeah. you can make yeah, it that, there
0: that, 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 that's the only people who were, that were happy with it cuz it was it's it, i mean it was too expensive for fans to, and to be honest it was really pushing the envelope on it being expensive for the athletic department, you know, because airfare to, to Dallas-Fort Worth Airport's not cheap, and the hotels and stuff out there aren't cheap. So, I mean, it was in the, it was a rather expensive venue.
1: Plus it's a football venue. I mean, that's the thing. You couldn't
0: drive unless you were a road warrior. Yeah. If you, and and yeah. Real, at the end of the day, you were still playing basically AAU basketball in a
1: it didn't have any atmosphere. I mean, you you saw it on no. television. You you knew what it looked like it was. I, say,
0: I went I went to the second one. Yeah. I attended the second one. No, there's no atmosphere whatsoever. None whatsoever. Yeah, you because you're just sitting there watching a college version of AAU basketball.
1: Chuck Lane is my guest from the Herald Dispatch and uh, you can of course follow him and uh Herald Dispatch or any of the HD media uh properties and of course uh, as we mentioned you get to uh you really get to spread your wings again. You're, you're truly a state columnist. <laughs> uh, you get to go wherever the story is. And uh, I know that's uh, that's been really exciting for you because, you know, that gives you an opportunity to to pull from everywhere in the state, not just, uh, you know, here locally in the tri-state. You truly have uh, been given the opportunity once again just to, to really uh, cover anything as we talked about. And um, I know that makes your job a little easier, but uh, also um, – I'm sure there's sometimes you've got that notebook filled of okay, I got to get to this eventually.
0: Yeah, I mean, you always have that, but just to have that leeway and and to be able to say, oh, I can't write about that because they're not in our circulation area. You know, nobody's going to be interested. You know, that's out the window, and it, and it does. It, it gives me so much more freedom to be able to be able to do that, and uh, you know, just. Write about whatever is interesting, no matter where it's happening, and and that's that that's the way it it should be. Um, it's like you know, tomorrow I've got a column in the for the Herald Dispatch and for the Charleston Gazette-Mail, you know, on on Isaac McNeely, the star basketball player for POCA. and and how he's been able to manage to keep getting recruited highly. He just got a he just got offered by the University of Maryland and he's still getting – even even though he didn't get to finish the regional, didn't get to play in the state tournament, isn't getting to play AAU basketball now, yet still he's made the best of the situation, and he's still – the offers are still coming right on in.
1: Chuck Lennon with me from the Herald-Dispatch and HD Media. So that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, of course, uh, I, I just can't wait for the next Second Guest Tuesday. As I said, that's – um. <laughs> Hey, that's legendary. That's you're on to something there. That's that's the go-to. You know, no matter what, second guess Tuesday is my favorite uh, time of the week for you.
0: I had a lot of people tell me, that. and you know, I was just sitting around one day and I was just thinking, I'm like, ah, I'm trying to come up with an idea, and I thought, second guess. Everybody likes to second guess And then we're just we're innately that's our nature. We want to second guess stuff. I'm like, that's what I need to call it. Second guess. Tuesday, where you just get in here and something happens and you second guess it. You be the devil's advocate and you just second guess it. And that, I think that appeals to everybody because we all like doing that in our personal lives. We all like second guessing things. And so, so, so it's become a, it has become a big hit.
1: It's my go to every Tuesday. It's like, okay, let's see what Chuck's got. Let's, let's go to it. I mean,
0: (laughs) this last one was a fun one with the beach ball, volleyball. That adds a little
1: fun to it. Yeah, and the the good news is also is is for the most part in Conference USA, it's you, it's Grant, it's what's going on uh, with Old Dominion's media for the most part. Uh, You guys have really owned it since uh, we went on a COVID-19 hiatus here as far as any real news coming out of Conference USA.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, the old, old, uh, the Virginia palette, you know, gets their ad is real open to them and gives them gives them a lot of stuff. So they get a lot of stuff there. And then the um, uh, one of the Southern myths does a good job too. Their media does a good job of of keep of keeping up with stuff. Also, um, they have a good columnist and good beat writer, you know, down there. And those those are the ones. Yeah, the ones you mentioned, and I would add the Southern Miss media to that list too. That's I haven't seen anything like out on the Florida media at all. Um, hardly, La Tech hardly has any media to be honest, you know, because where they are, so, so there's there's not too much much media that that just covers Conference U.S.A. a lot, other than say Old Dominion and Huntington and Southern Miss.
1: Chuck, I thought all these um these schools and these large media markets were going to improve the uh the footprint of conference USA. All these huge media <laughs> markets. I thought that was the case here.
0: Yeah, well they there's not that many huge media markets. Hey, or like you get somebody like Birmingham, Alabama. Well, there are newspapers down to publishing only like two or three times a week. The rest of the time it's online. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff. You know, Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg's not very big. Uh, we don't we don't have these great big... Charlotte is, but that's an NFL city. So the, the the 49ers are way down the totem pole when it comes to getting coverage in Charlotte. That's just the way it is. You know, so there's no big, big city that really gives where they're the star attraction. You know, UTep. You know, but you know, it's not much. Off, often we see any news coming out of UTep or not, San Antonio because because it's an NBA city.
1: Yeah, and, and something else uh to keep in mind. It's uh and I definitely uh, commend you and Grant for, for what you're doing because unlike some of these other institutions, I mean, you're not really hearing too much come out of Marshall. It isn't. Uh, where some universities, athletic directors or coaches, just like to hear themselves speak. Usually when we get something, it's it's newsworthy. There are probably a, a lot of athletic directors and coaches right now that I'm sure a lot of people would just say, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about, especially during these times. <laughs> well,
0: I, I think there is one, and I'll criticize Marshall a little bit on this one, I think they should have had more of a social awareness with the fans and and on the internet, you know, and putting on stuff on the internet, you know, with Doc Holliday and with Mike Hamrick and Danny and Antonio and all the coaches can take a turn and just, you know, telling fans what's going on, keep them in the loop, this kind of stuff. That's the big thing. Keep them in the loop. Keep them wanting to be involved. Keep them wanting to buy season tickets. Marshall didn't do that at all. West Virginia University did a tremendous job at it. I think Neil Brown had like five, you know, sessions, virtual media sessions where where people, fans and media alike, could type in questions and ask him. and he'd answer it. On the video, he did that like five times. Shane Lyons did it two or three times. The athletic director of W. And I thought that's just smart marketing. You know, that's keeping your fans involved. And I, and I think and I think Marshall dropped the ball on that a little bit. They, should, they could have done a little bit better job of keeping the fans involved.
1: Do you think part of that though is maybe the personality of the coaches themselves compared to to other coaches? I mean, oh sure, I, yeah. I don't know. If, oh, you know, sure. I don't. Know if Danny is Danny's a personable guy, but is he really a social media guy?
0: Oh yeah, he w- yeah he would be yeah it does it, I mean, when I'm talking about doing the Zoom and this kind of stuff, the way that they they were the athletic directors doing meetings. I mean Congress USA did their summer meeting on over the internet. Well you could do the same thing with the fans. It's not it's not that difficult, you know. And and, and, and most of your coaches you know, wouldn't would wouldn't mind coming out there and just talking about their program and what and what's going on now and what their hopes are. I mean just I'm just I just believe you just need that you need to keep the fans involved. In, as much as you possibly can. You know, because the old thing, if they can't go this season, there's not gonna be any tailgating. So if, if they don't go this season and they stay at home and they just watch it on and stream it on their own television and they drink their own beer and they eat their own tailgate food and they don't have, and they keep leave the car parked in their own driveway and they start realizing how much money they're saving by doing it, that's the risk you're taking. They might not come back because they found out it's much easier and and it's much less expensive to stay at home and watch it. You know, you don't want to give them that out because if you do, you may never get them back.
1: Chuck Landon joining us from the Herald Dispatch. His latest work comes up tomorrow <laughs> in the newspaper. And of course, follow him on the weekend and definitely on Second Guest Tuesday. Uh, I hope to see you sooner than later, sir. Uh, yeah, I hope we get Me past too. This. Yeah. Me
0: too. I don't know when i going to be.
1: Um, I mean, maybe we can get a press conference eventually with Doc. Uh, we'll have to all social distance wear masks or something
0: <laughs> you'd you, you'd be sitting down at the radio station I'd be sitting at home grandby in the HD. c <laughs> We'd be doing it virtually That's what would happen
1: <laughs> i'm I'm down with that, you know you know we could all have this uh, zoom conference call or you know it it would be fun. I would love to do it. We need to do that
0: <laughs> As ex- you're exactly right we do.
1: I'll um uh, I'll push Jason Corrier over at uh, at Marshall. We'll see if we can get uh, Jason to buy okay, on I'm, that. I'm
0: leaving. I'm leaving you in charge, this Paul.
1: Okay, I'll uh, I'll talk to him. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna put the intern in charge, Spencer Dupuy. He's in charge of organizing this. There you this. go. This see, now
0: that's a great move. That that that's called leadership.
1: I'm learning from you every day, sir. Every day. I hear you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Chuck.
0: All right, brother. Talk to you soon,
1: Chuck Landon from the Herald Dispatch. Spencer DuPuy, our intern, just got put in charge of uh, getting the Doc Holiday presser on Zoom. Um we'll let you know how uh, well he fares on that and of course it is going to be for a grade. The drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: The drive with Paul Swan, Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in for today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Resetting our biggest story today, NASCAR releasing a statement. It reads, the presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors, and our industry, bringing people together around a love for racing and the community that it creates is what makes our fans and sports special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. And that coming from NASCAR, NASCAR being very proactive in the wake of the racial unrest, upheaval, the protest, everything that has been going on and the, um, and the, well, in the country for at least past couple of weeks, uh, NASCAR being very uh, proactive today, and I'm not a big fan of the Confederate flag myself either, so I'm uh, on board with this a hundred percent. I was um, I was disheartened a few months ago when there was uh, more racism in hockey with a New York Rangers player, and I think that. The NHL is going to figure this out eventually because the National Hockey League is more than just a Canadian sport or a American sport, North American sport. It has definitely crossed country borders and boundaries, and you're trying to make this more inclusive. And so I appreciate NASCAR's efforts. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see uh, what the NHL uh, will bring to the table because I have read horror stories of people of color who have uh, fallen in love with hockey, and they have been met with resistance. And I'm sorry, uh, if we share a common bond in sport, all the better. If you're a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals and I'm a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, we have an instant bond, or at least I do with you, because we share something, a common love. If you are a fan of hockey and I'm a fan of hockey, we share an instant bond Common, especially in, in an area like this, geographically, you know, where obviously uh, I don't have an ice rink, I can just go and watch hockey. So if you're a hockey fan in this region, you're a friend of mine, uh, you might not root for the right team. I'm looking at you, Spencer Dupley. You might not root for the right team. This is your opportunity, sir. You've been dying to crack the microphone. Our producer, Spencer Dupley, who looks at me at every turn to crack the microphone. Uh, you're a hockey fan, but you're a Washington Capitals fan. Yeah, I'm a Washington Capitals fan, and you know... Got to segue this. Two years ago, Friday, I made my on-air debut on your show. And I've been nothing but better for it since. (laughs) Nothing but better for it since. And so there's your moment right there. No, uh, the kid loves hockey. So we had an instant uh, bond there and, and our friendship. And I think sports is supposed to bring us together. I mean, if you're a Marshall fan, I'm a Marshall fan. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, try to be objective and uh, neutral as m- best I can, but at the end of the day, I mean, come on! I went to Marshall. I cover Marshall. Uh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, you know, pro Marshall. You you understand that objectively, but at the same time, uh, I do uh, wish for Marshall to always succeed. But you are going to have that bond with me because we have a common interest together. That Same thing with baseball. I mean, if you're a fan of certain teams, you have a bond. Uh, Teddy Klumper from the Big Green, for example, Um, we have a bond because we don't like each other's teams. He's a Cleveland fan, and I'm a Cincinnati fan, so instantly we have a bond. It's a fun rivalry, but it's a rivalry nonetheless, but still it's friendly, it's fun, and we get along because we don't like each other's teams. I mean, isn't that strange? You can form a friendship with someone because you don't like their team, and they don't like your team, and you have a good deal of fun with it, I mean, that's what sports is about to me, completely. Yeah, I don't want to see things that are divisive. I don't want to see things that uh, segregate anyone. If you're a fan of something I like, come on board. Seriously. You're a fan of hockey. You're my friend. Jump on board. Now, you might be a jerk. And then we have a reason to, we have serious reason to disagree and, and part ways, but If you're a fan of something, we have a common bond there, and I think that's what sports is all about. We're going to wrap this one up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines.
1: We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, any part of the program you want to go back and listen to, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, whatever you do, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the program, and we would really appreciate it. Every five-star review you can leave us on Apple Podcasts. And that's gonna do it for this edition of the show. Want to thank my producer, Spencer DuPuy. Also, Chuck Landon from the Herald Dispatch for joining me on today's broadcast. Back tomorrow, we're going to talk a little wrestling. That's right. Wrestling tournament resumes its competition. State wrestling tournament is going to be here in Huntington once again. Rob Archer coming on the program tomorrow. We'll talk to him about the state tournament continuing its run in Huntington. For Spencer and for Chuck, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.